Rice, Ritual and Empire, a podcast about bronze vessels of the Shang Dynasty. In this podcast episode, we're traveling to China, home to one of the oldest civilizations in the world. Around three and a half to three thousand years ago, in the second millennium BC, the Shang dynasty rose to become the second of three pre-imperial dynasties. The Shang people left behind an extraordinary legacy of cultural material, including texts in the form of inscribed oracle bones and sophisticated cast bronze objects, which are highly decorated with intricate images and patterns. In this podcast, we will be discovering some of the meanings behind those decorations, how the vessels were made, how they were used, and what that might tell us about Shang society. About 500 kilometres south of modern-day Beijing is the area of Henan province, a region also known as the Yellow River Valley. With the river itself cutting a path through the entire region, the Yellow River Valley has also been recognised as the cradle of Asian civilization. As such, this is a place that has a fairly long history of archaeological excavation now, with some site projects like Anyang dating back to the late 1800s. Sites such as Anyang and Zhengzhou have offered up a spectacular array of finds, from bronze foundries, bone workshops, pottery kilns, oracle bones with inscribed divinations, to royal tombs where elite rulers were buried with ceremonial bronze vessels, bronze weapons, carved jade, and human and animal sacrifices. But let's turn our attention to these bronze vessels now. So we have here a ceremonial vessel, a sort of cauldron, with its three legs and a rotund body. It's known as a ding, and it's one of many types of bronze vessels from the Shang period. It stands on its three legs, which lead up to a fairly round vessel that has two lobe-like handles extending upwards from the rim. It's about 21 centimetres in height. When it was in use by the Shang, it would have been a glowing metallic bronze, but thousands of years later, it's that typical green and black verdigris patina that we see. This ding possibly would have belonged to a part of a larger set of items that were used in funerary rituals. And around the main body of the vessel are patterns and icons and highly detailed imagery. And we'll come back to this detail in a little while. Such a vessel can tell us rather a lot about the people who made them. And perhaps one of the first things to consider is, how was it made? Because just in addressing that question, we can learn quite a lot about the Shang society. Most bronze objects from this period were created using what is known as the piece mould technique. In essence, the craftsperson first creates an exact model of the intended piece, and they create this in clay, and this model is then fired off to become hard. Next, a mould, also constructed with clay, is created to cover the model, and this mould is created in sections so that it can be easily removed. And typically with a ding such as this one, the casting mould was made in three pieces. Once the outer mould pieces were also fired, they are then set into positions so that they can receive the molten bronze, which is an alloy of copper and tin. 
In order to do all this though, we have to think about how even this much was achieved. If you think about the process just described, you'll realise that in order to create these impressive pieces, the Shang had effectively developed a co-production. Two areas of craft, one being ceramic and one being bronze, and considerable effort must have been placed upon the sourcing of raw materials for both of these aspects of the industry. Archaeologists have identified many tin and copper mines throughout Shang regions. So, what does all this tell us about the people who created cast bronze objects? Well, we know that they were commonly used for funerary rituals, and this is evidenced by the fact that so many of them have been discovered inside tombs. And not just your everyday Shang citizen tomb, we're speaking here of highly elaborate tombs, which belonged to the elite some of which had hundreds of bronze vessels and objects discovered inside them. The Shang people maintained a religion of ancestor worship, and bronze vessels were used as containers for food and wine to make offerings for the deceased to take with them on their journey as they passed from this world into the next. Archaeologists can also infer that because of how labour-intensive these vessels are to produce, that they were created with great purpose and intention, and so there's a lot of prestige in these goods. It also points to a highly stratified society, because the organisation of labour to create such objects would really be quite remarkable. As such, the ding and other ritual objects would display wealth, honour and status for not only the individual who had passed on, but also their familial household. Let's return now to the decorative aspect of this ding. Like most bronze vessels of its time, it has impressive decorative features that appear to be an integral part of the overall design. On the body of the vessel, positioned in between the legs, are three sections of design that incorporate the iconic Tautier masks. If you look directly at the centre of the design, you see a central line and an eye on either side, and it's really quite striking seeing these eyes staring back at you. The background is made up of various thundercloud patterns known as Lai Wen. The Tautier mask also appears to have horns, which are formed by imagery of dragons in profile. Curiously, a long-standing debate among scholars of Shang bronzes revolves around whether or not the motifs upon vessels carry any meaning. Most vociferous on the absence of meaning has been art historian Max Lure, who has suggested that motifs are iconographically meaningless, or meaningful only as pure form, like musical forms, and therefore unlike literary definitions. But others disagree. Archaeologist K.C. Chung, on the basis of ancient texts from the 4th century BC, argues that the imagery of animals and mythological creatures were placed upon vessels so that living folk could ascertain which animals would be of help in crossing the divide from earth to heaven, and those of which would not be helpful. David Kitely, who has studied Shang cosmology in depth, ascertains that the Shang had a very close relationship to the environment, to the natural world around them, and in understanding this, they assigned great religious significance to animals, and therefore, animals became an important symbolic vocabulary for them. Motifs that are derived from animals and the natural world appear upon so many types of material culture from ancient China and so it's a bit difficult to imagine that such decorations were completely devoid of meaning. 
One thing that is widely agreed upon in the study of Shang bronzes is that the function of cast bronze vessels was incredibly important. They were used as rituals for food and wine to feed their ancestors and maintain a connection to them, and this was an integral part of how the Shang elites maintained their power and position in society. Often, for archaeologists, it's through the understanding of an object's function that they are able to recreate the ancient worlds and begin to understand the mechanisms of human behaviour. So while we may be able to infer some ideas about Shang bronzes, it's more the mystery, the not knowing, that keeps archaeologists searching and digging for answers. <laughs>